Thanks. Well, welcome, everybody. Got some first-time folks. We just want to say welcome. And, uh, man, we just love to jump into the Word of God. We love to praise the Lord. We love to give you a message that's going to be applicable to your life right here, right now. And uh, like Miss Tanya said, that uh, we had the opportunity and the privilege to do a movie night a few weeks back. And we want to do another one that's March 17th. So I'm going to keep hammering, hammering home on that. And as I thought about that, you know, as we got a chance to fellowship and eat some great cookies and everything else, you know. This time what we're going to do is everybody bring a side and we'll start a little early, right? Nothing like an eating meeting, right? Good deal. But I got to thinking about that, you know, that the courageous movie, a movie with a message. And, and we always like to be, uh, you know, coming together. Building one another up in the Word. And I thought, man, you know, that's really cool. But what about this week's sermon? And I titled it this. The movie of your life. You can think about that. Now, what would your, a movie of your life look like? Man, that's, that's kind of interesting, yeah? So I wrote down a few things, you know. What type of movie would my life make? At first I said, man, that, that's good. And then I started thinking about it. I go, wow, there's some scenes that I would definitely like to delete. I would definitely like to have some of that in the deleted scene box, Amen. You know, but if you put, put yourself in, in this message today. So this is your message, the movie of your life, you know. So what type of signal will we send? Will we send a signal of uh, encouragement or, you know, what does our actions say to the rest of the world? And I think what's kind of cool is a lot of times we don't really realize what type of message we're sending to others. But as Christians, we want to be reflecting that of Jesus Christ. Say amen. That's a great place to say amen. Now y'all can, y'all can get loose in here. All right? That's right. So if you think about a movie of your life, right, I want you to just, just visualize this. What type of movie would your life story be? Would it be a comedy? I don't know. Would it be, you know, would it be some type of drama? Would it be about defeat? Or would we live out an action movie with victory in Jesus Christ? And that's what I hope today as we take away that we look at we have victory in there. And the first thing I thought when I thought, man, you know, that would be kind of cool. You know, how would that be a movie of my life? And then again, I start thinking more and more about things over my life that, you know, you wish you could just blot out or redo. But today I want to take a look at this and know that God knows every thought we've ever had, every word we've ever spoken and the motive of our hearts. So that's enough to just scare you straight right there, isn't it? But this is not a message to condemn. It's to lift you up. And I was thinking about that. And, and, you know, God has seen our movie. And he still says, you know what? I love you. I'll still produce that movie. And so I thought about that. See, many times our hearts condemn us and we feel that we don't fit in or belong. You know, I pray as you come in here today, you feel like you belong. It's a safe place, safe place to hear the word of God that we can love when you're right where you are. See, a lot of times, you know, I talk to people and they said, you know, hey, uh, well, I don't have anything to wear at the church real nice. I said, that's all right, because what I got on is what I'm wearing. It's not about that. Well, you know, um, how's, how's the format? How's this? You know what? This is the deal. Come as you are, but leave transformed by the power of God's word. Amen. That's the deal. We are not interested in this outside. We're interested in this inside, the heart condition. So what I want to do is, if you got your Bibles with you today, we're going to start here. Well, wait a minute. I got a little ahead of myself. You know, every aspect of our life, sometimes there's good, right? And there's bad. And sometimes there's just the ugly. You know, like that old Clint, Clint Eastwood movie? The good, the bad, the ugly. You know, we gotta, I was going to get Thomas to dress up with that, you know, like that, but I went easy on him this week. Yeah. All the new folks are going, do they really do? Yes, we really do that. Yes. Yes. Two weeks ago, we bombed him with a football, you know, just to keep you on your toes. 
You'll have to listen online to see what that was all about. But it's always a message with a meaning that is, is, is applicable to your life right now that we can apply the truth of God's word right here, right now, because that's what it's about. God's word is living and active, and it never comes back void, right? Well, let's take a look at this. If you got your Bibles with you today, I always encourage you to bring your Bibles. We're going to be primarily jumping off, uh, jumping into what we got today from 1 John 3, 19 and 20. And we're going to roll from there. We've got plenty, plenty of word today. All right. So we're going to read that. And it says, this then is how we know that we belong to the truth. Isn't it good to belong? I had to underline that. It's good to belong because we will gravitate to whatever receives us. I'm going to tell you, God will receive you right where you are, right the way you are here today. And he goes on to say, and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. Whenever our hearts condemn us, for God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. See, I, I get thinking about that. God knows everything, and he still loves us. He still loves us. Take a look at this. Like I said early on, this is a message not to condemn, but to encourage us in the love and the grace of God. Now, that's a great place to say amen now, all right? So what I want to do today, I'm going to put a lot of things in movie terms, all right? We're going to kind of go launch off from that point. So today is a day that we can be directed by God, right? Is God the director of your life movie? That's the question, right? And he could change everything. He could change everything. I got to thinking about this. We could have a G-rated life, right? What do you think that means? We could have a glorious life, a life of grace. He could take your PG life and make it a praise God life. He could take what the world would call R and restrict it, and he can make it redeemed, restored, and all those things, right? So let's take a look at this. I want to show you something. As I was working on this last night, I want you to see how the love of God comes to you. All right? It comes to you. This is what the Lord was showing me when I was putting this together. So we belong to the truth. What's the truth? Who's the truth? Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. We're talking about relationship, right? So look at Romans 5, 8. It says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. Isn't that something? You know, God knows every scene of your movie, every clip, every outtake, and still chooses to produce your movie if you ask him to, if you let him come into your life. You know, I'll just prove it right there from the scripture. What does it say? But God demonstrates his own love towards us. His love towards us. See it coming to you? Jesus came to us, right? And paid the price. And when did he do that? While we were still sinners. See, we were in that fallen sin condition. God says, I still love you. He knows the beginning from the end. And he knows what you can become. I want to give you some more. Now, a lot of us are familiar with the John 3.16. Y'all help me out with that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life or eternal life, right? But a lot of times, and that's great news. That's where we jump into this thing. But we don't have to stay there because God's got so much more, amen? But look at this. John 3.17 goes on and says, God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Again, do you see the love of God coming to you? The love of God coming to you through the person of Jesus Christ, through the redemption of what Christ has done for us. So that's what's going to set the stage when we look at this. You know what? That God says you belong. God says even while you were yet sinners, he still loves us, right? And he says, you know what? I didn't come to judge the world, but to save the world through his perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ. If we just stop right there, that would be good. But let me tell you, it's going to get more better. All right, that's Buck Row for it. It's awesome. All right, good times. Now, it's easy to talk about the good times, isn't it? Man, we just think, man, you know, the good times, that's the movie we want to play for everybody. 
That's the one where you invite, you, I mean, you just give the tickets away. You know, come on and check this part of my life out, right? And so I thought, well, good part of our life, where would we start in that? I think the best part is when I found Jesus Christ. When I came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, when I understood that his love was coming towards me and I stopped running and I turned around and go, I need you. And right then, right there, God started doing the work, all right? So what we're going to do, we're going to take a snapshot of these three things, like we said, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all right? So what do we say? That he could take our R movie and turn it into redeemed, reconciled, and restored through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'll amen on that blessing too. Sounds good. All right. Well, take a look at this. Love to take this and just rivet it into your spirit and say it all the time. Love to give you God's word because that will not come back void. Amen. So under good times, this is what do we got for you. Romans 8. If you ever get down and you don't know where to turn your Bible, go to Romans 8. I love what it says. And we only got a chance to just, just to get a glimpse of it. So for homework this week, dig into Romans chapter 8. All right. But it says here. Life in the spirit. That's the, the heading in the Bible. Isn't that good? Life in the spirit. We're born again. New life. The old has passed away, right? Check it out. It says, so now there is, what? No condemnation for those who belong. The question today, do you belong to Christ? Have you asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, forgive you of your sin, and start walking out that life that he has for us? So he says, no condemnation for those who belong to Christ. And because you belong to him, which is Jesus, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Now, man, that, that's, we could preach on that all day long. And, and this, this is the thing. When we look at the power of the life-giving spirit that freed us from the power of sin, does that mean we never sin no more? No. But he gives us power to overcome in him. Amen? So we could choose wisely as we're tuned to his spirit. And God says, uh-uh. That's not the best for you. See, we look at that and we go, uh-uh, can't have it. Uh-uh, can't do it. Uh-uh, don't want you to have it. See, he twists that thing, don't he? Don't he tell? He'll twist that. That's what Satan tries to twist, the word of God. But what he's saying, he says, uh-uh, that's not my best for you. Woo, now if we, if we digest it that way, we go, yes, Lord. But see, when we start buying the line thinking that God's keeping something good from you, man, we will start manipulating that thing, right? Well, you know, if you really don't want me to go on this skiing trip, um, you know, in January, make the sun shine 100 degrees. Well, I guess he wants me to go. You see, we try to manipulate stuff and say, well, you know, look at the word of God. Tune into the word of God and be listening to the spirit of God and align our lives with that. Okay. so here's the thing I want to ask you. How do you allow this truth to write the script of your day? How do you take that truth of God's word that there's no condemnation, right? And that we belong to Christ when we call on the name of Jesus for forgiveness of sin, which is the only way to heaven. Amen. Right. And, and because we belong to that, we realize that his spirit lives in us now. The same Holy Spirit that rose, raised Jesus from the dead is in you. See, a lot of times we feel so defenseless. But I want to tell you, guess what you're packing? Power. Right. Jesus came so we could have life. Life in abundance. Now, a lot of times people think that means having a super duper nice car and all these things. And God's not against you having nice things. But I'm going to tell you what, line your life up on the goodness of God and let him work out the other things. Because if not, we've got the wrong motive. 
We've got the wrong mindset. We want the heart set, set before the Lord, understanding that he is God. And we submit our lives to him. Amen. So when we wake up, when we said this, let me read this again. How do you allow this truth right here to write the script of your day? How does it set the pace for your day? When you wake up in the morning, do we focus on the victory? Or do we buy the lie of defeat from the enemy? Think about that now. Because Monday morning's coming, right? And everybody's going to have to go to work probably or do something on their list, right? So when you open your eyes, do you go, oh, man, I'm not going to be back in bed till 10 o'clock. It's going to be a long day. And you start picking out all these things. And you start taking all these little tasks and you put them on a brick on your back. And next thing you know, you don't realize it, but spiritually, you have just loaded your body down. And before you get up, Remember that old commercial, make the donuts, make the donuts, make the donuts, you know? You're already defeated before you start. But how about if you took it like this and you said, man, today's going to be a blessed day. I'm, I'm breathing. I'm thankful. Got warm blankets. Going to be all right. And you know what? You might say, well, I don't have that much money in my pocket, but guess what? God will provide. So I'm not saying whatever the case is, the things that, that you're dealing with are not important. They are very important. That's why I'm telling you to align them with God's word. Come at it from a victory standpoint because of the power of God is at work in our life. You know, this sets the framework for our day. I say it this way. It's like a preview to your day when you, when you look at this, right? It's the trailer for your life's movie. You know, when the movie comes on, they have those little scenes and stuff like that. And we allow the spirit of God and the word of God and meditate on that. And when we wake up and man, hmm. We start putting that up against the backdrop of our day. Let me tell you, that changes everything. Now, I'm going to tell you things can change. This is not in the notes. I'm going to tell you how fast things can change. I wake up like that most times, right? The other day was no exception, man. I was like, woo, all right. I think it was Thursday, Friday, Thursday. It must have been Thursday. So, all right, got a few things going, man. Lord, thank you. Pray over the boys. Kiss the niece. Ready? Boom, get to work. Oh, man. Everything you touch is like two steps back. And then I'm working on a few things, take a couple ministry calls, I'm doing a few things, and I get that 868 number, and I'm going, that's not grandmama, that's not granddaddy, it's the school. Jesse's throwing up. Can you come here? Oh, yes. Boom. I go get Jesse. I come back, but I still got to keep this in mind. See, I can let that whole thing twist my day and be out of, out of sorts, right? So I'm, I go get Jesse, and I'm talking to the lady there, and guess what? I get to share some Jesus at school. Talking to her about church. Talking to her about the Lord. Get Jess. He's looking pretty good. The color's coming back. I go back. Thomas is home. I said, can you hold the fort down with him? Just like, I'm good. I just wanted to stay here. So then I go back to work. And I do a little bit more working. But I got to go to my mom's because I got to make sure all her medicine and all her things there because I go over there every day. So I get in the car and I'm going. And I'm thinking, I took a couple of more calls. It's already getting you all out of whack, right? You say, what is he getting to? Hang with me. I'm going. And I'm going. And I see the police car going. And I see it turning, and I see it coming back, and I go, I got to get off the phone. I think I'm going to get another ticket. So I go, and I'm thinking all this stuff. I was like, man, what a day. What a day. But you know what? As fast as things change to the negative, young guy gets out and says, how's your day going? I, already got, I know the routine. I got my stuff out. And I go, well, it was going better. <laughs> I wasn't being funny. I just was going better. I said, it's been quite a day. And you know what he said? He said, well, sir, let me see what I can do for you. I said, you know what, man? I would really appreciate that. And he came back, and he gave me that. And he said, Mr. Chapman, we're going to give you my one and only warning for the day. Be careful. Have a great day. Man, I wanted to hug that guy. So what did I do? I said, hey, wait a minute. You got a second? 
Because you know if they stop me, I'm going to give them a CD or something. I, I'll tell you, that people say, maybe that's why they stop you so much. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know what it is. So anyways, I said, you got a minute, right? I turned that into an opportunity to share Jesus with the guy. I said, man, you know what? I really appreciate you sharing, sharing the grace of the, uh, the day with me, man. Uh, I really appreciate that. He goes, uh, yeah. So now he is. Man, what, who have I got in here, you know? You know? And, I'll talk, and I say, hey, wait a minute. You got, and now, now this, I'm digging through stuff, you know? I'm not even thinking. I'm thinking about, I got to get this to him. I'm not thinking. He's probably saying, the guy's got a gun. The guy's got a gun. You know, you don't even think about that. I said, no, 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 no. But I do got something that's powerful. And I gave him a CD with, uh, you know, the praise music and stuff on there. And inside each one of our CDs has a Bible track. I was telling friends of mine, I got saved from a Bible track in 1995 on Halloween night. I was not looking for God. I was looking for candy and to go home, you know? But God took somebody just stepping out and sharing that word. So we're praying right now. I don't know the fellow's situation, but I just pray that he was blessed that day through God's word and God's music, amen? He said, well, where in the world did that come in? You know what? In the good times or the bad times, God is still God. In the good times or the bad times, God still wants us to represent him the best we can, even when I wasn't representing him the best, you know? But I did hit my brakes as soon as I saw him. Is that kind of like repentance? <laughs> oh, me? Yeah, that's me. You know? And you know, sometimes we need to laugh at those things because you know what? This life is a journey, man. This life is a journey. This life is a movie, so to speak. So how are you letting the things of God mold you in the midst of your movie, all right? So I'm going to jump back in here. I'm just going to tell you that, guess what? Pastor Butter deals with the same things everybody else does. All, everybody else, you know, just, just a guy, just a man, but I'm seeking after the Lord, man. And I'm seeking after to hear, the God, hear God's words so I can share it each day. And let me tell you, he makes this imperfect life so much more. You know why? Because you know what? As we submit to him, God shines through. That's what I hope they see in my movie. That's what I hope they see in your movie. Even in the midst of everyday things. Even in the midst of turmoil and everything else. All right? So, we talked about the power that we have here. I want to know, do we walk in the authority that God has given us as the lead role? You know? You think about it in school, sometimes they pick everybody and you're the last one. That's not fun. You know? But listen to this. In your live movie, you're, you're the role, man. You are the lead role. How's that sound? Everybody, everybody's going like this. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, you are. The question is, you know, are we going to let God direct? Or are we going to try to take the lead role and us direct too? See, you can't do that. You can't adjust the carburetor and drive. You know what I mean? We need to keep our eyes on the Lord and listen to the Spirit of God, right? Take a look at this. God's given you a role to play. Think about that. It's a good place to put some notes down. No one else is cast for your part. Think about that. That's, that's, that's big stuff. See, a lot of times we think we're in competition and this and this. God says, I got a movie for you, Mike. I want you to be Mike. And I want you to let me work through your life because I got the best for you. And what do you say? No, I want to be Robert, Robert Redford. You know? But sometimes we do. We want to be somebody else. But you know what? What God has, has how he's designed you and me is so unique and you're a masterpiece that God wants to work through that so that you can blossom like nobody else. So this is the deal. Do we live out as God directs, right? And listen to this. Do you study your lines? What do you mean? Do you read your Bible? Do you read your Bible? Even in the movies, they got to know the lines, right? We need to know the lines. We need to know the lines for life. We need to know when, when weapons are coming against us, man, we need to be able to quote the word of God and stand firm in the truth of God. That's why we said bring your Bibles. 
That's why we always do the notes, right? So you can write down what God's showing you. Because I want you to take away the best that God has for you. Amen? Amen. Well, that was the good stuff. What are we talking about now? Bad stuff. You know, the good stuff, you say, well, you know, I can understand the good, but I still have bad. That's why I told you the story. That's why I told you the story. It started out great. And we had some bumps in there. But guess what? God wasn't done with the movie yet. He worked that out. So take a look at this. You say, man, you know, good is good, and I have some good days, but I also have some bad. You know what? God knew you would say that, so he'd give you this right out of his word, all right? John 16, 33. He said, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Mm. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Man, if he stopped right there, that would not be a good time, would it? But he kept on, keep on talking and telling us the truth. But take heart because I have overcome the world. See, all of us have some bad scenes in our life. All of us have a bad scene in our movie. But God is willing to work with that. Romans 8, 28 says God works all things together for the good for those who love him. Right? So I'm going to ask you this. Do you love the Lord today? That's where y'all say amen so I can sneak a drink. Mm-hmm. Very good. We're very casual here, by the way, right? Oh, man. Sometimes we just think the bad's never going to end. Sometimes we're just overwhelmed. But that's why it's good to have your church family come alongside with you and talk about things and pray for you. Let's take a look at this. I want you to know if you're having a bad time right now, your movie's not over yet. Your movie's not over yet. I want you to get that sunk in your spirit. If you're going through a tough time, which we all do, the movie's not over yet. You can overcome. We can overcome. But let me tell you, don't try to do things in your own strength. Don't try to do things in your own strength. You only get your best. What I want to tell you about is God's best, right? So look at this. Revelation 12, 11. They overcame him. We overcome the enemy, okay? By the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Before I got saved to digging in the Bible and I'd see that on the sign, I'd be like, what are they talking about? So I don't want to take for granted that we know what, what that says right there. I'm going to break it down because this is crucial to get in your heart. What we see, we say, blood of the Lamb. Oh, man, we go, what, what are they talking about? By the time I finish this right here, you're going to say, thank you, Lord, for the precious blood of the Lamb. Amen. Now, get your note, notes ready, okay? Talk about the blood of the Lamb. In Hebrews 9.22, okay? Put this down and you guys follow up on this. I'm going to give you some homework this week. Says this, for without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Leviticus 17, 11, for the life of a creature is in the blood. And I have, have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes the atonement for one's life. It is the, the poured out blood that makes the atonement for one's life. All right. So when we're talking about the Old Testament and Leviticus and we bring it over to the New Testament where we see Jesus walking it out. Take a look. It's a foreshadowing. I mean this. It's a snapshot. It's a trailer to the new. You guys with me? Right. So what he's showing you is just a sneak preview in the Old Testament of what he's going to do to finish work in Jesus. Everybody still with me, right? Jesus is the Lamb of God who was slain for us. When Jesus is called the Lamb of God in John 129 and John 136. It is referring to him as the perfect and ultimate sacrifice for sin. See, in order to understand who he was and what he's done, we must begin with the Old Testament. See, a lot of times people just want to flip to the new. It's all together. 
God's working it all together to give us the whole picture, right? So check it out. This is what contains the prophecy concerning Christ as the guilt offering. He wasn't guilty. He paid the price for our guilt. You with me? He didn't have sin, but he became our sin offering. Does it start to make sense now? Take a look at this. Look at Isaiah 53.10 and look at Isaiah this week and study it out. In fact, the whole sacrificial system established by God in the Old Testament set the stage for the coming of Jesus Christ, who is the perfect sacrifice God would provide as atonement for the sins of his people. That's what I want you all to know. You can look up some more in Romans 8 and Hebrews 10. But listen about this. Now let's fast forward to the New Testament. And many of y'all will remember this, right? In John 1, 29, when, when John the Baptist sees Jesus coming towards him, and he says, behold, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus, the life's in the blood. He poured out his blood for each and every one of us. See, that's what that means. So now when you look at that, you say, that makes sense. Something, someone had to pay the price. And that someone was Jesus, amen? Look what it follows up with. With the word of their testimony. Your testimony is important. Your words are important. How many times? So watch what you say now, right? Because what we want to do is feed on the word of God, right? And take all that in. And then speak life back into the situation. See, so many times, I don't know how I'm going to pay the rent. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know if I'm ever going to get better. I don't know. And, and what you've done, you just continue to dig doubt all the way up to here you know but speak those things in existence from God's word because you're a child of God if you called on the name of the Lord right it ties in with this the word of their testimony the word of our testimony is this every time we finish here you always have an opportunity to give your life to the Lord I tell you every week the Bible says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised raised him from the dead we will be saved it's that confession tied to the faith right to understand that the blood of the lamb was shed for your sin and my sin. It's just like this we say it many times. You can get on an airplane and they can have a parachute under the seat. It doesn't do you any good if the plane goes down, right? If you didn't put it on. What I'm telling you, there's a day that all of us will take our last breath. The final scene in our movie. And what I tell you, if you don't apply it by faith, grab hold to the blood of the lamb, right? It doesn't do you any good. We need to do that now. Today in the midst of your movie, amen? So I want you guys to understand, in the midst of the bad, there's two sides of the coin. And God wants us to look up to him, amen? Everybody doing good? Amen. That's some good stuff now. Let's take a look at this. I thought, man, there's just some ugly scenes in my life. Not just bad, just some ugly scenes. I'm going to be honest with you, you know? There's parts that we want to burn the film. There's where we want to unplug the camera. We want to scream, Cut! Delete, you know, control, alt, delete. Let's, 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 not, let's not have that. But you know what? Take a look at this. There's parts in our lives, right, in our life's movies that have been absolutely terrible. And I want to say this too. A lot of those parts we've contributed to. And a lot of those parts we had nothing to do with. You hear me? I understand a lot of stuff we didn't have anything to do with. But let me tell you what. Your Heavenly Father knows the whole movie and he's willing to work in it, direct it, and pull things together to make all the difference, to make the ugly beautiful. So, I want you to know this. We're not here to replay the tape. If you're going through a tough time, or that makes you think about some of those things in your life, let me tell you, the blood of the Lamb purges all that, right? Gives you a fresh start. I want you to understand about new starts, fresh starts today, all right? So we're not here to, to play, replay the tape, right? 
We're here to tell you that Christ allows retakes. See, there's some of us that, that we walk in defeat because we play, replay, play, replay, play, replay, play, replay, play, replay. And that didn't make you dizzy right there just saying it that many times. But we do that. We wake up at night and go, well, man, I would have, should have, could have, would have, should have, could have, would have, would have. But let me tell you why. If we allow God to direct our footsteps, direct our movie, God will give us retakes. Amen. Aren't you glad you could do retakes in life? You know, God allows that. And I want to talk a little bit more about that here. More scripture for you. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Man, I love that song. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. You know, I was thinking today, every Sunday I come home, my feet are killing me. And I remember when I was jamming, I was doing this, man. I was like, you know what? Man, I got to watch that over there. I have to get some, some sneakers to jam in. But you know, God, as we praise him, we, man, we should, should feel free to praise, praise him. You know, He's broke down that wall. He's broke down the barriers so that we can have freedom, amen? That's what I love about the Lord. See, Jesus sets you free from the situation, right, that keeps you from your best performance. You know when an actor has a performance, you know, they want to give it their best? Jesus has set us free so we can do that in life. And not so much about a performance base because we know it's a hard condition. But again, I was just trying to tie in a few things to the movie theme. Because the movie that you're living is not the movie that I'm living. And I understand that. And there's tough things in your life, and I never underestimate that just like with my life. But what I hope to do is be able to take God's word and walk you through some things to encourage you for today. To give you the tools to, man, when when, when things come against you, you say, you know what? I'm going to stand firm in the word and the promises and the truth of God. Amen? Because why? Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Amen? Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. What does he say next? Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. He said, you know what? I freed you from sin. Don't drag back up under it and start pulling it again. See, today when we finish up here, there's going to be time where we can pray for you. It is time for forgiveness to take its work from the, from the Lord of God here today, the spirit of the Lord today. But when you leave, don't pick it back up on the front porch. It's dealt with. It's dealt with. That's the freedom. That's the freedom. He's about breaking the chains, man. He's about breaking the chains of bondage. What does the word say? And don't be burdened again. See, some of us are carrying a heavy burden. Heavy burden today. But I'm going to tell you what. God's love, God's sacrifice, and God's freedom is available to you today. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I love this right here. Isaiah 43, 25. And it reads like this. I, yes, I alone will blot out your sins for my own sake. And I will never think of them again. Man. Look at that. Let that sink in. I, yes, the Lord speaketh through the prophet. I alone, Jesus, God, right, will blot out your sins. You know when you spill something on the carpet, you just don't throw stuff up. You blot it out. You take it and it draws it out, right? That's what he did with our sin when he, the, the full sacrifice of that. His blood blots out our sin. And he says, look, this is really, really wild right here. For my own sake, I will never think of them again. So when you come and you turn from your sin and you ask the Lord to forgive you of that and you leave here, and you can do that anywhere because God's everywhere, but I'm just saying we'll have an opportunity today to do that. <coughs> Sorry. Don't pick it back up. Because he says, he says, hey, I'm not going to remember it. He chooses 
to say, you know what? Look at the truth. My sacrifice is perfect and it's paid for and it's done. And therefore, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Romans chapter eight, right? Look at that. Because there's freedom where the spirit of the Lord is, right? He sets us free. Stand firm in the truth of that, guys. Stand firm in the truth of that. And it goes down here. And I love this. I know I'm going back through it. You can't hear it enough today. I just really feel like I need to emphasize this for folks today. It's great for me to hear it. You know, I'm always say this. If you're a first time person here, you will hear this a lot. I'm preaching to me first. You know why? I need it too. Man, I love the word of God. And I deal with everything else just like everybody else, man. And I'm going to tell you what's worked in my life. God. Not because of buddy, but because of God. Because for his own sake, he will never think of them things again. And that's what I love about the Lord. He constantly, remember we said the theme of this, that he's coming towards us. He's coming towards us with the love of God, with the forgiveness of God, with the grace of God, with the mercy of God. Man, take a bucket with you today. You know, he's got plenty. He's not going to run out. He says his grace and mercy is new every day. So you know what? As a church family, guess what we can do? We can come alongside. Allow your church family to be your supporting staff when you're going through stuff. You don't have to go through it alone. Helping you in areas of prayer, discipleship, and accountability. See, everyone has some tough spots in their life. But it doesn't have to be the final scene. It doesn't have to be the final scene. See, the question is this. Will you trust God? To make the movie of your life be all that it can be. That's my prayer for us today. Will we allow God to make this all we can be? Well, you know, there's a time when we, when we leave this place that the credits are going to roll, you know? And I thought about that. When it's time for the credits to roll in your movie, how would it reflect upon the audience? What signal will we be sending? You got life and you got death. Our life in Christ brings forth light. He wants us to be the light of the world. He wants us to reflect his son to the world. But see, you know what? The enemy wants to keep that in the darkness, keep it away from you. Right? When we come to Christ, he says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You're a new creature in Christ when you call on the name of Jesus. He washes that away. He takes the old away and restores. Right? Love. God is about love. We've talked about it. For God so loved the world. He gave. Once you love, you give. And that might mean giving forgiveness in a tough spot. It might mean giving of your time. It might be giving of your gifts. But love gives, right? Hate brings forth death. I'm going to talk about that. When we get, when we hate someone... Right? And we get like this and we've been wounded. I understand that. But you know what? We can allow the grace of God's love to work in our life. Because guess what's happening here? You know what? We start getting hard on our, just like this. We clench our fists. But guess what? You also clench your heart. And when you clench your heart, guess what happens? The messages of God that he's trying to get to you start bouncing off. And your heart becomes hardened. Don't let that situation harden your heart to the things of God. He's love. He's life. Think about this in forgiveness. And I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but it'll just tie it in. How much did God forgive you? How much did God forgive you? And then apply that to your situation. Faith, right? We come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because we have faith in what he did, right? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I'm glad you're here so you can get some more faith, right? 
Fear. Totally opposite. What does fear do? It paralyzes you. It keeps you like this. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. And God says, you can. We can. We will. I have. Because we're overcomers in him. That's what I'm talking about right there. See, when we start looking at that, that's the faith. That's rebuking the devil and his fear tactics. And guess it is. It's, it's this right here. It's understanding the truth of God's word that we are overcoming. That he has bought it all, man. You can preach on the truth forever. And you know what I love about it? It never changes. Isn't it great? Everything else in this world's changing. People change. Things change. Gas prices definitely change, right? But God never changes. I like to have that solid foundation sometimes. When the world's spinning around, I'm going, what is going on? Just like on Thursday. What is going on? I said, all right, Lord. I know you're working in this. Something I've learned from preaching. Usually what I'm preaching, I'm living that week. Because God gives us the tools to apply that in our lives. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's ugly. But the bottom line is this. God is the truth. And we're going to go with his word. Don't buy the lie. Don't buy the lie. So often we want to buy the lie. Well, you know you can never do that. You know you're not pretty enough. You know you're not smart enough. You don't look like them. You don't look like her. You don't look like him. All those things. And let me tell you, that's real big for our children coming up too. That's why, you know, moms and dads encouraging kids. I would say, you can do it. They go, ah, or you can do it. And isn't it great when, when your child really has faith in what you tell them? I had one of my buddies, he said, baby, you can do anything, right? And he says he's watching TV and his little girl was jumping on the bed. She said, I can do anything, right? She said, I'm going to fly. Woo! He said, ah, jump right over the car. Oh, my goodness. She had faith in her dad to catch her, right? And he said, man, you know. She, she believed every word I said. What words are you saying to your children? You could do it. You could, be, you could be the one, Ben. You could do it. And that's what I want all the youth here to know, right? You could do it. You could be the one. What difference does one make? Well, I can tell you what difference one made in my life. Big one. Big one. Here we go. Grace. Man, I love grace. Can't get enough of that, right? Can you buy grace? No. Can you earn grace? No. It's God's unmerited, unearned favor. You know? It's just like somebody says, well, I love you because I love you. Yeah, but my hair is looking like a chicken in the back. No, we still love you. Right? Your hair, does his hair look like that? <laughs> He'll never sit on the front row again. I love it. <laughs> we have a good time. But you know, the grace of God is always coming towards us. You see, that's the whole message I want, to see, want you to see. That the love of God is coming towards us. The forgiveness of God is coming towards us. The mercy of God is coming for us and towards us. But will we receive it, right? Can't get enough of his grace. See, the other side of grace is, would be works. We think we got to do enough. We got to get the hair right. We got to smell just right. We got to look just right. And all these things, what's that? I think we should do our best, right? I think we should give it our all. But you know what? That doesn't define you with God. Your past doesn't define you with God. God's word, let God's word define who you are. He said, you're a child of God. He says, you're a masterpiece. He says, there's nobody like you. He says, you're amazing, right? So sometimes when we get up, just read what God says about you. Look in Ephesians 2.10. That's a great place to look. All over there. Let God define who you are, not the world. They're not going to give you the, the, the fair shake. God gave everything so you can know who you are in him. 
Here's my forgiveness slide. Man, how much did he forgive us? Like I said. What happens when we don't forgive? Bitterness set in. And I know I got a little hate on myself, but you know what? Bitterness is tough. Because not only does it mess up the communication between you and God, but take a look at this. It keeps us from God's best because we're not hearing good, right? And guess what? Guess how, how's the movie playing out now when you're bitter? The ones that you love that are caught in a crossfire, they're dealing with the bitterness. How many times, you know, you know, you come home, you had a rough day at work, and your family's there, and they're like, oh, dad had a bad day. How you doing? What do you mean? Man, the dog's like going over here like this, backing up. Oh, you know? And that's the truth of the matter. But you know what? If we can grab hold and look at the positive in our life. We talked about that in the last week. Is good enough? Good enough? God deserves our best. He gave his best. So would he take, take time to spend time in his word? You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was playing around. And I said, man, if this was a, just a little hour meter on your Bible, how much time would you track this week? Think about it. We've got a speedometer. We've got an odometer. We've got everything else to measure stuff. Wouldn't that be amazing if we had a way to measure how much time we spend with God? Well, there is a way to measure that. And it's not so much in minutes, but it's in quality. And you want to see how you're, how you're doing on that? Look how you respond to things. Look how you respond to things. Because if you're not filling up on this, you can't pour it out. Isn't that amazing? You've got to drink in the truth of God's word so you can pour it out. And it's not a one-time fill-up. It's continuous, right? That's why we say bring your Bibles. That's why we have an opportunity on Tuesday night to go deeper in God's word. That's why I send out devotions every day. Little things like that. Just to encourage folks, encourage folks, encourage folks. Man, I'm a cheerleader for Jesus. I'm glad I don't have to wear shorts. Yeah, I thought y'all like, yeah, yeah. I'm freaking Denise, baby. Amen, for sure. Oh, my goodness. You know what, guys? As we get ready to bring this to, to a, a close in just a minute, I want to go back through this, and this is something the Lord showed me. When I, when I wrote these out, I was going side to side. And I got to thinking about that, and I was looking at that, and I start working it up and down this way on the slide and start pulling it together. You know what? We have life in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he is the light of the world. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. See, the love of God came towards us, and we come to him by faith in the truth of his word. When we receive the grace of Jesus Christ, he gives us forgiveness. Isn't that cool? Man, I was like, wow! Write that down. You know, it's so amazing, man, when we start looking at stuff. You, you think it's one way in the movie. See, I really thought it was this way. Light, dark, new, old, love, and that's true. But when I took time and I kept praying over the message, God showed me, says, I'm keeping you right in line with this. I'm the light of the world. You have a new life. You have a new movie today if you choose to take it. You know what? My love for you makes it new. Your faith in me is the truth about your salvation. You know what? And your grace that God gives us coming towards us, he says it's by grace you're saved through faith. Not that of yourself, but it is a gift to God. And it's all about the forgiveness of his sin, our sin through his son. Because he is sinless. He was a perfect sacrifice. Amen? So you know what? As we look at that, I can't say enough about what God's done. As we get ready to bring this to a close, I want to hit a few points here. You know, our life, even though we have to deal with the good, the bad, and the ugly, we have hope in every scene. You ever think about that? You have hope in every scene when you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. In every area of your life, there's an opportunity for Jesus to intervene. Let him intervene into your life. Let him lead your life. 
Will you, will you play your role in the kingdom to impact the audience of the world? Think about that. What role has God called you to? Dads, moms, young folks, whatever, sisters, brother, you have a role to play for the kingdom of God. But so many times we sit on the sidelines and we just, well, maybe that's for tomorrow. Maybe that's just for the preacher. Maybe that's just for the girl that plays the piano. Maybe that's just for Tim doing stuff back there. It's for everybody to jump on. I always call it spokes in the wheel for Jesus. A wheel doesn't go real good if you don't have all the spokes working, right? But what's in the center, right? Is that spindle. Is Jesus in the center of your life? And then we come together as a family, hand in hand, good, bad, or ugly, walking it out because Jesus is the centerpiece of what's going on in our life. The world keeps watching, right? It's kind of neat because, you know, you see new folks come and say, we thought we'd stop by and see what's going on there. I'm glad you did. That's cool. You know what I mean? Because people are watching, right? They want to know what you believe, right? And we want to represent God well. That doesn't mean we're perfect. It means we want to give it our best, right? And when we miss the mark, we start over, get back in the game, and keep pointing to Christ. Amen? Today, you know what? If you feel like you need the Lord to just delete some scenes in your life and get rid of those outtakes, just ask Him. Say, Lord, you know what? Today, when I look back on some of the, the bad and the ugly, I just want you to wash them away. And He says, you know what? When you come to me with that, I will do that. Because we overcome how? By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. All we got to do is ask for forgiveness. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads as we bring this to a close. But I want you to think about some of the things we talked about today. Is God the director in your life? Is he pointing you back to study your lines, reading the word of God? His love letter to you. Is the day to day you say yes to the Lord Jesus, the Savior, and allow him to wipe your tape clean of sin? You can get a fresh start and a big finish with Jesus. And it starts today. Father, I thank you that in our life movie that we get retakes. I'm thankful that we don't have to direct, that we can follow your perfection in the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and you feel like, man, you know, buddy, you hit on a lot of things that are really I'm walking through today. You know what? I want to pray for you right where you are. But the first thing I want to ask you is this. Are you letting God direct your movie? Have you asked the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your life for forgiveness of sin? See, that's where it starts. It's not about your works. It's not about anything else. It's about trusting the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So if you've never done that, and that's your prayer today, I want you to just look right here so I can pray with you and pray for you. Absolutely. And this is a prayer just from your heart. You say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord. Help me to walk this out. Lord, I believe that you are the son of God and that you came and paid my sin debt in full on the cross. Lord, today, forgive me and save me in Jesus' name. I appreciate your honesty. You know what? If you're here today and you say, my movie is a wreck, buddy. My movie is a wreck. Well, you know what? Let's get back on the, on the screen. Let's get back reading our, reading our word and allow God to move in our movie in a way to make a great finish. And that great finish is about forgiveness. That great finish is about letting God work through you to be a representative of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you so much for each one here today. I thank you for those who come. Lord, I pray today that you make this message so much more than what we could ever do. And Lord, I just thank you 
that the gift of grace and love and forgiveness is free to each one of us because we are overcomers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen, amen. Stand to your feet. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Absolutely.